The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Thursday. Talking about what's going on in sports. Some things happening tonight. we got Major League Baseball playoffs. we got the NFL on a Thursday night. Interesting matchup in the NFL, actually. Two really good teams facing each other. Uh, also look at what's on tap for some of the other things happening this weekend. Notably, Utah State at LSU. Uh, got a chance to hear from Cam Haney earlier this week. He's a... Uh, yeah, plays in the secondary for Utah State. It's used kind of in some different positions. Uh, but he's going up against a really talented wide receiver core at LSU this Saturday. And so we get a chance to hear from him on uh, what he thinks uh, about the matchups and uh, the, the big game and uh, how to prepare for it, uh, what, could be, what could be a little bit different for the Aggies um, this time around is they've had chances before to go up against you know good teams, uh, power five teams, and as a senior, this is his last chance. So what could be a little bit different this time, if anything? Uh, and then how, what his role in trying to prepare other players around him to get ready uh, for that uh, for that matchup. The uh, game is at 11 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock our time. It's an early kickoff. Um, and Utah State normally plays later games. So this is a much earlier kickoff for them than normal. But um, we'll see how they handle that. The other thing, too, like we were talking about, uh, it's going to be a bigger shock to the system for the Aggies uh, and their, the, the temperature difference from what they've been dealing with here the last week, week and a half, going to uh, Louisiana, where it's going to be 90 degrees and high humidity. Uh, at uh, at kickoff, so and that could be something that um, it, it could affect the Aggies a little bit. Certainly, as long as they stay hydrated uh, and the, they're going through the, the what their preparations as they normally do. USU's football training staff usually does a really nice job of getting them ready uh, for whatever the situation is to be competitive in these games. Uh, yeah, you go back through and look at all the different times USU has had a Power Five team on the ropes, uh, on the road. It's become quite a long list. Can uh, it, will this just be one more to that list, or will we begin a new list of victories over a Power Five opponent on the road? Um, certainly, it's got a lot that would need to happen correctly for Utah State to do that. This is a LSU team that is. One of the best in the country offensively. Uh, they do have some questions defensively because of injuries and questionable about um, how well they can stop opponents uh, from moving the ball up and down the field. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, this is a team that's also uh, had an extra week to prepare for Utah State, an extra week to heal and to recover, to regain their strength. And the, the real difference between a team like LSU and Utah State is even if there are injuries, they have a lot of depth, more so than uh, like a Utah State might have at a lot of different positions. 
Uh, and that's what really stands out at that kind of level of, uh, of a college football team. A, a football program that has won national championships before, that has a high standard of excellence um, and expectations, a great fr- fan base, uh, and a good crowd that they always have. It's a little bit earlier in the day for them than normal. Uh, I've heard that uh, multiple times that uh, Death Valley is, as it's commonly referred, that their uh, Tiger Stadium, uh, that at night it is otherworldly the way they that fan base reacts and gets up for uh, those games. But right now, um, LSU sits at a twenty-six and a half point as twenty-six and a half point favorites uh, in this game. It opened at I believe twenty-four. It moved up to. 27 and a half. It might have crested at 28. It's starting to come back down a little bit, but still, it's that's a lot of points for LSU over the Aggies. And the over-under on this one is 73 and a half. So the combined total score of 73 and a half points. Uh, these are two really good offenses. Uh, I would think that uh, probably more points would be scored than that. But I also think that Utah State keeps it a lot closer than that 26-and-a-half. Um, I'm not certain. I don't think that, that Utah State can win this game. Um, I, I think they can make it competitive. I think they can be in there and be make it interesting. But um, I just think that the LSU uh, offense will just be too much for USU to handle. I don't know that I've, uh, I'm really super impressed with them defensively. They've given up a lot of points. They've given up quite a bit of yards. Uh, I think that uh, they don't give up a lot on the ground, but I don't think that's necessarily because they have a great run defense. I think it's because you can pass the ball uh, on them. But also, you get up in a hole, or you get in a hole against a, a team like LSU, and you're forced to pass the ball more to try to catch up. So there's a lot of factors that play into the numbers that you see on paper. They don't necessarily reveal everything that you might uh, originally suspect. So you have to uh, consider all the different options, all the things that are going on there. Um, So anyway, it's interesting to see what will happen. Uh, We'll hear from Cam Haney. He's a player for Utah State that's been in several of these different games that they've had. They've been close. I just haven't been able to get those those games. Um, But uh, one of the big things that uh, we're hearing and that we've been studying and learning about this uh, LSU team is that they have a very good trio of wide receivers. Uh, Three guys, each with about 20 receptions so far for the season, um, over 300 yards apiece. One of them almost has almost 400 yards so far this year. Multiple touchdowns, five to six touchdowns each. Uh, And so there's three main targets for uh, Burrow, and that's uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Terrace Marshall Jr. However, it does look like some of the reports that we've been seeing the last few days that Terrace Marshall Jr. will be out. So one of the big three may not be in the mix for Cam Handy to try to bottle up. But uh, earlier this week, he talked about going up against some great wide receivers, and he had to go up uh, against... um, you know, a a good wide receiver last week in uh, against Colorado State, and how that might that preparation or that experience that he had last week, how that might help him going into this Saturday's game at LSU. 
really doesn't matter. Now it's just more of a matchup. Who really? <laughs> That's uh, nice to get it at the beginning instead of midstream. So let's try that again. Cam Haney talking about uh, going up against a good wide receiver a week ago and how that prepares him for really a very strong group of wide receivers that LSU has. I think he was a great wideout. Um, I think it's a great experience for you to, for a person to go versus um, these more higher tier guys. And um, I think just me growing up, I just always were the underdog. So when I train and practice, um, I treat every wide receiver, every person I go versus as if they're the best wide out I ever faced. So um, me going versus the Auburn transfer, I just prepare for him like I prepare for anybody else, whether it be a five-star or maybe a two-star coming out of high school, because it really doesn't matter. Now it's just more of a matchup who really wants it. So I came out on top. Uh, and I thought that the Utah State Aggies did a really nice job in some of their adjustments in the second half. He was quiet. I don't think he really did anything in the second half. He was burning USU in the first half, uh, but then they made some uh, nice adjustments, and uh, really Utah State limited him and took him out of the picture uh, in the second. Uh, but this is a really good, talented wide receiver core that LSU has, and uh, Cam Haney has to try to get his there are other guys back there in the secondary ready for this very talented group that's big, big physical wide receivers at LSU. Yeah, well, um, I've been watching them, and they're an amazing group of wideouts, but I feel like Logan has an amazing group of cornerbacks as well. So um, we probably don't get as much recognition as um, these higher-tier programs, but I feel like the culture that we build around here is we live for these moments. So. Um, it'll be an amazing matchup to see us go versus them. And whatever results may be, we'll still be swinging. And whoever we play, that, that's just the model that we carry. So uh, They're going to need that. Going to need that swagger on Saturday. Uh, but uh, really impressed with the play of Troy Lefferts Jr. on Saturday. Uh, and uh, certainly you know, guys like Shaq Bond, DJ Williams are going to need to st- step up and have big games for them. They've had big moments uh, at, at key times this season. Uh, they all have to show out and have great uh, opportunities to kind of showcase Utah State and their own individual skills. Um, but this is uh, a, a team that loves to have uh, a home field advantage, LSU does. Um, they're strong culture of tailgating, big stadium, big crowd, Cam Haney's had the opportunity over this tenure with Utah State to go to a lot of these types of venues over the years and with the Aggies. And uh, now as one of those quote-unquote seasoned veterans for the Aggies, he has that kind of responsibility, I think, uh, to help prepare some of his younger teammates about what to expect while going into an environment like that and trying to have the proper focus and preparation when there could be a lot of distractions and even to some degree, some intimidation after what uh, could be playing out in front of them. And so he kind of shared some of his mindset on that in preparing for some of these big road games in uh, in these powerhouse football programs. I just make, I just tell him, like, in practice, just imagine that you're out there. Listen to the crowd. Listen to the 100,000 before you get there. So by the time you get there, when, it's, when the lights is on, it's, it's easy for you. 
So that's basically what I tell them. And another thing that I tell them is that, you know, it's just you and your one-on-one matchup. Just do your job at the end of the day. You know, the fans are there to distract you. But we have a big fan base here as well. So it's like, it's really nothing new. It's just a bigger, bigger place. I mean, the odds are bigger. But, yeah, that's basically it. But I just make sure everybody else is just calm, collective, and just ready to do their job and execute. Uh, interesting advice. Yeah, take a take some time to soak it in before you get there, uh, and understand what it means, what it sounds like, what it uh, feels like before it's time to really uh, focus and dial in and execute. So uh, he's certainly been to some interesting venues over his time as as an Aggie over the last several years, and uh, this is a big venue for them going up against the LSU Tigers Saturday. Uh, last thing for from uh, Cam Haney for uh, this segment, uh, just the, the, t- the last chance for him to get a victory over a Power 5 school at their place. Uh, it has been elusive for Utah State. Uh, they had their chances earlier this season with uh, Wake Forest on the ropes in the fourth quarter. They could not finish the drives, could not seal the deal, left the door open, and Wake Forest kicked it down and marched through. And really, they've been on a tear since then. Wake Forest has been a very solid football program this year. Uh, but uh, Cam Haney is, has some urgency on his mind. I feel like if I give him my all and put my best out there, I feel like not too many wideouts can, can handle that. So I feel like when we go out there in the LSU, this is nothing new to us. We understand that we have to finish games. And that's been our problems when we play versus power five opponents. We always almost. So now we're just going to go to practice, look at the blueprint, take it slow, understand what we have to do. And that's the one in the fourth quarter. So when we go out there to Louisiana, we would definitely have a different game plan. We would definitely have a different attitude. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yes, there have been a lot of almosts, as he said. Uh, Auburn, uh, Wake Forest, Michigan State, Wisconsin, USC, and to some degree I'd even say Texas A&M needs to be considered in that mix. Uh, so there have been a lot of these games that have been close, that uh, there have been opportunities. Uh, they just haven't been able to seal the deal and uh, be there to close close it out. Um and so, uh, will this Saturday be one of those opportunities? Uh, we'll have to see. Um, I think it's probably, I'm just being honest, I think it's probably less likely than the Wake Forest one was. The other thing that's, a, I think, a real challenge for Utah State going into this one and a chance to get a win over a Power 5 program at their house is that it's not week one. LSU now has four weeks of tape to examine for Utah State to see who they are this year what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? So, and they also had a bye week to prepare specifically for Utah State. Uh, so that, uh, I think, could be a little more problematic. In week one, there's a lot of unknown. Uh, what the team for the two, that, that season is going to look like, who's going to stand out, who's going to be your star, because a lot of the tape is from a year ago. And there's going to be some guys that have developed in the offseason or new guys that you don't know, even know about that uh, you're going to be facing. So uh, that does concern me a little bit, too, that LSU has had a little more time to prepare for this, 
And this isn't week one where Utah State may catch them unawares with their speed or with their talent or uh, with who they have available to them. So, uh, nonetheless, as I said, I think that LSU will let Utah State uh, move the ball on them. Um, I think there's going to be some chances there for Utah State to get points on this team. But the real question is, are they are they touchdowns or are they field goals? Um, this is a LSU defense that has their two starting defensive ends out. They've got a couple linebackers coming back from injury who were limited in practice earlier in the week but are expected to play. Uh, a wide receiver who is out. Uh, another one who was out before, but he's coming back from injury. And the, a safety who was out. Uh, so there's some uh, key injuries on this squad that they've had to deal with, uh, but they've had extra time here to develop and work on the replacements and the backups and get them ready for uh, extra uh, opportunities and snaps to uh, see what happens uh, for uh, uh, for Saturday for the LSU Tigers. All right, uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, some more comments uh, from Coach uh, Orderon and Coach Gary Anderson about the matchups on uh, Saturday morning. We'll also look into some things that are going on in the NBA. Uh, NBA teams have been practicing for the next uh, for the last little while, or last uh, week or so. The first exhibition games start uh, this weekend. Some start uh, early tomorrow morning, actually, as uh, there's one game being played overseas uh, in a different side of the world. So uh, the Utah Jazz have their first preseason game on Saturday night. So who are they playing? And some of those early looks for the Jazz. And some people uh, putting together their early projections of the NBA uh, for uh, the, their quote-unquote power rankings, who looks to be the, the best teams, how would they rank the teams, and also looking at who could be a breakout star for each team. Interesting poll put together by ESPN. We'll let you know where they think of the Jazz, where they should land, and who the breakout star for the Jazz might be this 2019-2020 season. And a look at what's going on for Region 11 football this, uh, t- well, this football Friday night coming up tomorrow. Games to watch for. If you haven't made your plans, you're on the fence and where you should go, which game to pay attention to, we'll break it down. Coming up next, right here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We are growing and excited to announce the opening of our newest location in Smithfield. Well-known local Daryl Simmons has joined us and will be working out of that office. We also opened a location in Hiram last year, and you'll soon see construction on a new office there with Catherine Buse as our manager. She's the granddaughter of a longtime Hiram banker, Colleen Ander. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Students from all over rave about the education they receive at New Horizons Beauty College. My name's Tessa and I'm from Burley, Idaho. I feel like the instructors here are really awesome. Anytime like we need help with anything, they're able to help us or show us different techniques and I can learn something different from each instructor. We can always go to an instructor and they'll definitely help us. At the end of a haircut, they'll always check to make sure everything's good and that we don't send someone out here with a bad haircut. <laughs> Begin your career in cosmetology at New Horizons Beauty College, 75397 This is Jason from Utah Mattress Outlet. Back to school should be a time of excitement, but for many, it's full of stress. If you experience anxiety and are looking for a better way to cope, the newest and natural way to overcome is with a weighted true blanket. 
Doctors recommend True Blankets for depression, PTSD, autism, and to lower stress and anxiety. True Blankets are finding success for all ages. There are cheap imitations and low-quality knockoffs, but there's only one True Blanket. Find your happiness and feel the difference with a True Blanket. Available now at Utah Mattress Outlet, 880 South Main. If you or someone you love is struggling with opioid addiction, here are two things you should know. First, treatment using methadone can reduce cravings for opioids and reverse withdrawal symptoms. Second, methadone treatment works best when it's combined with behavioral intervention. Intermountain Healthcare's Dayspring program in Logan provides both. Visit intermountaindayspring.org to learn more. That's intermountaindayspring.org. Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done, and either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Stephen? Yes, honey, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. I'm Larry Gelwigs, the getaway guru for Columbus travel and Funjet vacations. It's our Columbus Day and Fall Super Sale with double discounts to Hawaii, Mexico, and the Caribbean. Purchase a discounted air and hotel vacation package and we drop your price up to another $100 per booking. That's a discount on top of a discount. Book by October 18th. For the best travel deals on the planet, call Columbus Travel. 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Very smart. Knows where to go with the ball. Uh, he's only gotten sacked three times this year. Um, quick release, can avoid pressure, uh, is able to run the zone read. Uh, he's definitely a first-round pick, I do believe, in, in the NFL. and will play in the NFL for a long time. He is an extremely good quarterback in all areas. Uh, I could listen, listen to Ed Orgeron for days. Um, that guy is he is the Bayou. Uh, he is all LSU, all Louisiana. Uh, but those are his comments about Jordan Love. Very high praise from Ed Orgeron. Uh, he's got a great quarterback himself. So he and he goes up against some really really good quarterbacks in the SEC, but uh, interesting to hear what he has to say about uh, his competition coming up this Saturday. Um, but one of the key components of this game, as we talked about, is is weather and kind of that early kickoff. Uh, Cam Haney weighed in on that. Uh, we'll hear that coming up here in just a second. Gary Anderson weighed in on that. Ed Orgeron <laughs> weighed in on that. Uh, everybody's talking about an eleven o'clock kickoff. It's not. Seemingly normal uh, these days uh, in college football, especially not for USU, and so many of their games are typically later. Um, but uh, here is, since we heard from Ed Orgeron, let's hear again from him uh, just about his thoughts about that uh, early kickoff for his team. Uh, they, they usually like to have later games there in Death Valley. Well, first of all, I, I do believe that Saturday night in Death Valley is a great experience for both sides. And uh, it's a great advantage for us. And the more we can play Saturday night in Tiger Stadium, the better off we are. But scheduling is out of our control, so we'll never make an excuse for it. 
I do believe that uh, Derek told me the last of our last six games, three of them start at 11 a.m. This is the third one that starts at 11 a.m. And we've been very successful in those 11 a.m. games. So we're going to continue with our game plan. Uh, do I wish it was at night at Tiger Stadium? Yes, I do. But there's nothing we can do about it, so we're going to make the best of that uh, situation. Okay, so uh, they've done well in those 11 o'clock kickoffs lately. Uh, you roll with it. It affects both teams. But here's uh, Gary Anderson, his thoughts on having to do uh, an early kickoff and how that really sets the clock really early for a football team and, uh, and trying to prepare for something that isn't typically the norm, but something you got to start preparing for earlier in the week. Yeah, we had quite a few of them at Wisconsin, and, you know, nothing really. Um, it's early. We know it's going to be early. Our, our kids are used to getting up, and um, they'll eat breakfast, and we'll line up and go play. So it, it is an early kickoff for us, but we've had practices that are early. We have off-season workouts and conditioning that's early. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be a – We'll, we'll talk about it and make sure they're prepared for it. We'll get them to bed a little bit early that night, which, you know, the clock's back an hour, so that helps them. Um, but we won't travel any different. You know, we'll land and get to the hotel, eat dinner, and spend some time together as a team and give the kids a chance to be able to get with their family members if they're there, give them a couple hours to spend some time with their families, which obviously they won't get on Saturday. And we'll jump out of bed bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at uh, 6 o'clock, 6.30, whenever that is, and go eat breakfast and have a quick walkthrough and jump in and, throw on the pads, and away we go. So nothing over the top really different. So those are what the coaches have to say. What about the player perspective? Cam Haney also weighed in on it. Uh, it's uh, early start time. It's not many start. Not, Utah State has not been in very many early start times like this. Uh, so it is a little bit different for the Aggies. The LSU Tigers, maybe a little more familiar with it. Gary went through it a couple times when he was at the Wisconsin but it's not really the norm for the Aggies. But from the player's perspective, is it really that big of a difference starting that early, Cam Haney? Since the summer, I've been imagining and dreaming of games like this. So whether we play at nighttime, whether we play in the morning, I always do my same sort of pregame rituals, so to say. And I always start that Monday with the mindset and understanding what I have to do that week. So now we're playing this early morning game. You know, some some people might have like the morning, um, they might not have a morning rush, but I understand that LSU is there to win as well. So everybody needs to be up ready and juiced. Um, I really don't feel the need to be motivated by anybody. I mean, I just motivate myself, and I just care for my teammates that much. So it doesn't matter what time it is. When I step on the field, I just feel like I'm here for everybody, for our program, for Logan, for Utah State. So whatever time it may be, I'm ready. There's definitely not time to be distracted by much else with a kickoff like that. Get out of bed, have breakfast, and you're going. Uh, so no downtime at the hotel, no, no attempts to keep the kids entertained or out of trouble. From a coaching staff point of view, um, so uh, get in there, get to bed early, uh, which the coaching staff likes too. So uh, that will be interesting. And uh, uh, for the Aggies going up against the Tigers is a big challenge. Yes, it is. Uh, and then you also have the weather and an early kick time, which are out of the norm. But um, all that being said, 
I still think that Utah State can be competitive in this game. Uh, I'll give our predictions tomorrow, score predictions, but I think Utah State keeps this closer than a lot of people are suggesting or, or some of the Vegas lines out there are suggesting for sure. Um, but uh, this is an interesting matchup for a couple different reasons. Besides two very high-powered offenses, two teams that like to move the ball around and score fast, but this is also there's also interesting coaching ties between the two organizations. Several different guys on that defensive staff at LSU either got their start or revived their careers at Utah State, and uh, Gary Anderson kind of weighed in on that and that connection that does exist between Utah State and LSU outside of what happens on the field, but up in the, uh, the the booth, the coach's booth, and on the sidelines. You know, Corey's there too. So three of the guys on the defensive staff at LSU have uh, been here um, at Utah State and uh, really got a good start here or a good fresh start here, however we're going to look at it, at Utah State and catapulted them to, to where they are today, which is awesome to see. Um, but with Dave, you know, specifically Dave was uh, – at Hawaii, um, and we obviously coached against um, Hawaii that year. And uh, Coach McMacken, who I had known for a long, long time, was the head coach at Hawaii. And uh, when we had an opportunity for a defensive coordinator, I was looking around asking people about defensive coordinators. I had met Dave at a camp in Hawaii, um, high school camp, and we spent three or four days at a camp together coaching D-line. and. Just you know, kind of exchanging back and forth, and uh, didn't really didn't know him at all, other than that. Um, but those three days were big. Um, Coach McMacken said, "Gary, there's one guy you need to hire, and you know it's Dave Aranda." And so I got to talk to Dave, spent some time with him, and at that point we were in a transition. We were in a transition from a four-down front moving to a three-down front. That's the days when you know it's the same deal you do every year. You get your best eleven players. Well, we had, you know, you had Kyler, and you had those guys, and you had the vigils, and you know had some a lot of outside linebacker, linebacker type kids, so we wanted to get into the odd front. Um, and he hadn't really done it. He was a four-down quarters guy, and we were a four-down middle close cover three-man team. Um, but uh, we wanted to develop. And uh, uh, so Derek Odom, another guy who has ties here, we came together and started communicating and talking about the odd front. And Dave's just done a tremendous job from that point on of just evolving you know, the odd front, the even front, using his guys, he does it all now. He does some down, even front, odd front stuff. But uh, he was awesome for me at Wisconsin. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had his opportunities. He's taken advantage of his opportunities. And, um, you know, Bill's done the same thing. And uh, Corey's been there for a long time at LSU. And now all three of those guys are together. But uh, Dave's a great coach, um, very good person, great family man. Um, I'm happy for him. And, I'm glad we were able to, you know, give him that opportunity. But you know, he took advantage of that opportunity. At the end of the day, he had some great defenses here. He's had great defenses at Wisconsin, and obviously at LSU, he's had some great defenses. So, um, great person and a great coach, and I'm happy for him and his family for what's going on. Uh, certainly referring to Dave Aranda, uh, who um, was unemployed for a brief time there. He was at Hawaii, and then he eventually came to Utah State, and. Hawaii at the time wasn't really known as a great defensive team, particularly, uh, but uh, Dave Veranda had a diff- little bit different approach to things, and he and Gary Anderson worked really well together. Also referring to Billy, that's Billy Bush, who was on Gary's defensive staff uh, years back. Uh, but uh, the, Gary took that staff with him to Wisconsin, where Dave Veranda continued to uh, evolve and impress many different people. 
Uh, and uh, when Gary uh, left to go to Oregon State, Dave Aranda stayed at Wisconsin. And then eventually he went down to LSU and for a time was the highest paid coordinator in all of college football. And so a lot of high praise for Dave Aranda and the type of person he is and how he approaches the game. Very cerebral, not a high motor necessarily like big rah-rah, intense-in-your-face guy like sometimes defensive coordinators can be. Uh, he's just he's a little more laid back and let's study what's going on and let's uh, uh, evaluate the film and um, let's, let's uh, take an even-keeled approach to what's happening in the moment. So happy to see Dave Aranda have some success. I had a chance to work with him when he was here and uh, when we had the broadcast and got to meet with coordinators before the games. Uh, always appreciated the conversations we had. We, we could pepper him with all kinds of questions, and he would always take a just a very open and honest approach with us. wasn't trying to sugarcoat anything, but uh, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how he tries to uh, uh, attack the Utah State offense as it is now. Very different than when it was when he was uh, on the same sidelines uh, with Gary Anderson before. But at the same time, this is a this is an LSU offense that has evolved and is different now than what it used to be. Uh, it's a they, we there's you've probably all heard the clip about Ed Orgeron talking about uh, warp speed, having to practice at warp speed to prepare for uh, for the Aggies. Um, but uh, this is a team that can play fast, that can score fast. So uh, Dave Aranda's defense has to see that every week, not necessarily something new uh, for him. So interesting connection between uh, the coaching staffs um, that, that go back uh, a little ways. Um, one other thing to, uh, to touch on is uh, what uh, that, that uh, LSU defense has been working on uh, in the uh, in the bye week, in their off time, trying to prepare for this Utah State team that does play fast, that can score a lot of points, and they've had some trouble at some key areas themselves. And uh, Coach Orgeron kind of weighed in on that earlier this week. Yeah. The number one thing is tackling. The missed tackles that we have, uh, that we need to get better. We have some great athletes, and again, they're trying. They're trying hard. They're playing hard. Uh, it's more or less their technique, uh, more or less how cap fits. Uh, we're going to do a better job on what we call fit drill today. We're going to take their top five runs and just fit them, and uh, I'm going to be more involved in that today. I think that we looked at the way we're practicing in some areas. You know, I learned from Coach Carroll, if you're not playing well, go back and look at your practice. And uh, obviously you're not practicing as good in some areas as you are the other. And we went back and looked at our practice, so we're going to slow it down, teach more, make sure our guys are in the right position. we got great athletes. When they're, once they're in the right position, we believe they're going to make the right plays. You know, that was something that we heard about on Wednesday uh, when we talked to the, the beat writer of the advocate there in uh, Baton Rouge, is that's been a real problem, especially for the secondary, in being able to wrap up and make tackle, secure tackles to bring guys down. Uh, their secondary has had some issues. They've had some injuries there. And teams have been able to throw on LSU this season and get yards. So uh, that's something that clearly is a focus for the Tigers. Uh, last thing about uh, this Utah State and uh, LSU uh, matchup coming up on uh, on Saturday morning is that uh, the, the flip side for Utah State, this is a team that's got to try to figure out how to slow down that offense. 
this is a high-powered attack. Joe Burrow has been a great quarterback. Uh, I think he's in the Heisman conversation. I don't think he's necessarily a front runner, but he is in the conversation for what he's been doing so far this year. Uh, they've got great wide receivers, as we've talked about. And Gary Anderson talked a little bit about that offense and to the challenge before his defense to try to slow them down. Got experience, obviously. Um, I think he's very, very at home and at peace and really likes the offense that he's running. Uh, he loves the RPOs. You know, he More so than anybody we've played this year, even more so than, than Wake Forest. Wake Forest was that little different style which we saw, which is very effective. But this guy, is he's going to stick that ball in there and, and really look and see and has just tremendous, tremendous trust in pulling the ball and, and throwing it late on some of the RPOs to let him open up. You know, it's... Uh, you can take windows of RPOs away with different things. I'm going to try not to get too technical in these discussions, but there's there's opportunities to take windows away early, but then they're going to come open later. And then there's to take them away later, but they're going to be open early. Um, and he does a really nice job of playing that chess match, if you will, uh, with the defensive backfield and with the defense as a whole as far as the RPOs. He throws a deep ball nice. He gives his wide receivers an opportunity to make plays. And he's also athletic enough to get himself out of trouble. You know, there was a... Teams have tried a, a lot of different things against him. They've, they've tried pressure against him, and I would say that's been probably the least effective uh, part for the defenses. He's carved up pressures um, and, and really given his skill players a chance to catch the ball in space, and that has not gone well. Um, you know, Texas and some other teams have tried to drop eight a lot, and that's where the chess match, come, chess, chess match comes in. Um, can you get him off his point with the three-man rush and cause him some problems? Um, or is he going to sit back there for five or six seconds and with a really good old line and you know, still have the ability to pick you apart? So he's, he's a great fit for what they do. He's a great quarterback. And he's surrounded by, obviously, extremely talented kids. Interesting comments from Gary Anderson. And the, the approach you might see on Saturday from Utah State defensively, uh, particularly kind of uh, revealing there near the end about – that the probably not a lot of pressures that Utah State will throw at him uh, to uh, take away some of the the passing opportunities that he might have and likes to have force him into a runner force him to be more of a running team which seems odd that uh, usually Utah State wants to stop the run but uh, the the strength is in their passing game and uh, they just lost uh, oh, there, there's Number two running back, he decided he was going to leave the program this week. But they've got some really good, talented freshmen that are coming in and filling the void. Not that it's going to be a huge drop-off for them necessarily. But uh, to take away those passing lanes and to take away uh, those passing windows, as Gary Anderson refers to them, and to uh, try to uh, for- give force him to take more time than he wants to, to give that uh, group up front to do what they can to – still try to get after him and force some pressures. So, uh, Interesting comments from the coaches and the players continuing to get you ready for Utah State at LSU. Remember, KVNU game day and our sister station, KVNU, starting at 8 a.m. Saturday morning, going right up to game time. A game will be shown on the SEC network, and then as soon as the game concludes, be back on the air for the, uh, the recap to take your calls and your reactions to what happened in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on an early Saturday afternoon. Uh, so probably game concluding about 1.15, 1.30-ish uh, is when that would be on, and then taking your phone calls and uh, certainly and your comments on the uh, KVNU mobile app. 
All right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we'll shift from the college game to the high school game, the games that are going on tomorrow night in Region 11. Some big games, some interesting matchups, very evenly matched teams so far what they've done this season, but really important to try to get into better uh, RPI position so you get that first round by and how it might affect the region standings as well. And the Utah Jazz are getting ready for their first exhibition game, which comes up Saturday night in Salt Lake City. Uh, some updates on how people are looking at this Utah Jazz squad now that we get close to the start of the NBA season. Update you on that as well. Coming up right here on the Full Court Press. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the premier ear, nose, and throat clinic in northern Utah, is excited to announce the opening of their second location in Providence, 169 North Gateway, right next to the Bank of Utah. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat also welcomes Dr. Zachary Robinette to their practice. The Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat Clinic inside Cash Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Most insurance products, including Select Med, are accepted. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. A 65 inch 4K flat screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the Grand Prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Jay Broadbent here with Alpine Home Medical. The seasons are changing and the cooler air is rolling in. From now until the end of the year, let us help you stay warm with a free Minky Couture blanket when you purchase any lift chair from one of our nine locations. Our lift chairs will get you from sitting to safely standing with the push of a button. If you or a loved one is in need of some serious comfort, we have the solution. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. It's Practical Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight? A bit of lard on your hips and thighs and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. An update on what's going on in Major League Baseball playoffs. We're now in the bottom of the seventh. The Braves have added a few more runs. They lead the Cardinals 3-1. Again, the bottom of the seventh has just concluded. Uh, No, excuse me. We're in the bottom of the seventh. There are no outs. Sorry. Uh, So we're in the bottom of the seventh right now. Uh, Braves are up 3-1. 
the runner on first. So uh, the game is being played on TBS, uh, shown on TBS. And then a little bit later on tonight, about 6.35, they shift from uh, Atlanta to Los Angeles. The Dodgers hosting the Nationals. And again, that game will be on TBS tomorrow. A full day of Major League Baseball playoffs starting at noon. The Rays at the Astros. Cardinals at the Braves at uh, 2.30. At 5, it's the Twins at the Yankees. And at 7.30, the Nationals at the Dodgers. And uh, respectively, Fox Sports 1 in the, at uh, noon. TBS at 2.30. Major League Baseball Network at 5. And TBS at 7.30 for the uh, schedule of games uh, tomorrow in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, some big games going on this Friday in high school football. And uh, looking at the, the matchups on what's on the line uh, this week. Uh, there's a couple teams that are facing each other that have similar records and are close to each other in the RPI. And so uh, certainly there's could be a real big difference in what happens with uh, who comes out on top and uh, what that could have, how that could affect things coming into uh, the following week for the last week of the uh, region play before the uh, last game of the regular season for them. But this week, uh, it's Skyview at Logan. And uh, Skyview's the number two team in the state in the RPI. Logan is 16th. Uh, Skyview is 3-0 and in region play. Logan is 1-2. and Logan had that the big emotional win over Ridgeline last week, beating their former coach. Uh, first uh, region win, first win this season at uh, on Grizzly Field. So can that carry over for a second week? It's going to be homecoming for the Grizzlies on Friday night. Uh, so that'll be heard right here on KVNU. Uh, and on KVNU, I should say, but right here on the fan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, as well as uh, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. Al Lewis will be on the call uh, doing the play-by-play there with uh, Josh Anderson. Uh, but really, and one of the other big games going on is Mountain Crest at Bear River. Now, these are two teams that are very close to each other in the rankings. Um, both are two and one in um, in region play. Uh, Bear River is ninth in the RPI. Mountain Crest is eleventh. So this could really determine who gets that first round by in the state for a playoffs coming up. And uh, if you're in the top ten, you get that first round by. It's an extra week to heal, to prepare, and get ready. Uh, so that could be a really, really interesting one Friday night. So that'll be on 107.7 FM in Cache County and 104.9 FM in Box Elder County. So 107.7 will have the Mountain Crest coverage, 104.9 the Bear River coverage. That's going to be a really interesting uh, matchup. Uh, to, to, I think the key one to pay attention to of the of the night for Region 11. And then the other game that will be on tap will be Green Canyon at Ridgeline. Uh, Green Canyon, number three in the state in the uh, RPI. Uh, they are two and one, um, but uh, Ridgeline has struggled. They've had some close ones, just get away from them. Um, they are 0 and 3 so far uh, in, in region play and 15th in the state. But it's a team that is still trying to break through. I think they found some offense. Maybe, hopefully, for them, they kind of hope that they found some uh, renewed confidence in uh, how they were able to play and compete against Logan. But Green Canyon also playing very good defense, uh, besides how well they're doing offensively. 
So that game will be on 100.9 FM and 104.5 FM. The game will be uh, at Ridgeline, so Dave Simmons will be on the call for uh, both uh, both stations covering things for both schools. So uh, that's what's on the line for the uh, Region 11 teams in Week 8. And uh, you can see that uh, full schedule, who's playing where, what stations are covering them, how to listen online. It's all available on cashvalleydaily.com. Just go to the menu, click on the sports section, little drop-down menu there, and where it says local prep sports, you'll see the link to the local high school football schedule. And there is where you will see uh, what the which broadcast signal is carrying the school uh, and this online stream of that as well. I want to mention this too, just get this out there. Uh, we These broadcast teams, we're, we're, they're trying to do their best to be impartial this time of year because um, they're calling the game for both schools. Uh, for much of the year, they've been really just following that one school. And so they really are ingrained in what's going on with those schools. And so don't want to say that they're biased or slanted towards one school over another. So sometimes it clearly does sound that way. Um, just keep that in mind. They've uh, We have a really unique situation here where we've been able to establish a setup to follow each team individually in Region 11. This is something that you don't see anywhere. Uh, and so we've been able to pull this off and have a designated broadcast crew on a designated radio frequency to follow these games. But when these teams start to face each other, and these guys that have been following one school for so long now have to try to call a game for both schools, sometimes they slip and forget that they're trying to do it for both schools, maybe sound more partial to one school over another. Uh, but uh, just try to keep that in mind. Try to be patient with them. But uh, let's uh, celebrate the fact that we have these games that we're broadcasting and can listen to and follow along. So uh, anyway, the full schedule, you can see that and the links and the radio stations. It's all on cashvalleydaily.com. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, Utah Jazz. They had their fall camp already underway, Veterans Camp. They've got their first uh, uh, preseason game coming up this weekend. We'll talk about what some people are saying about the Jazz in the preseason power rankings and who they're uh, looking out for as a player to really kind of stand out um, and to make a big make a big jump this offseason or this next season, I should say. And uh, who's that player identified for the Utah Jazz? We'll talk about that next right here on the Full Court Press. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Last week, the final three days of Fisher Home Furnishing's tent sale was rained out, so they're doing it again this week. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday get liquidation prices on all tent sale items. Here's Ed Fisher with some examples. One-of-a-kind sofas, $199. Love seats, $169. Area rugs, $20, $30, $40. End tables, $25 to $90. Dining room table only, $99. Six months, no interest financing on all of our tent sale items. Bring your cash, bring your trucks, haul it away. It's the final days of our tent sale here at Fisher Home Furnishings. Win a $65 
35-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the Grand Prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Don't forget, yeah, as we just heard, to get your picks in. Preps Pick'em Contest presented by the Logo Shop. You get 100 bucks. The Who Hot, if you have the best score, have the highest score this week, the uh, the pre, the uh, I should say the bonus game is the Green Canyon at Ridgeline uh, matchup this weekend. So that's where you actually uh, predict what the score might be. That's a big because that can determine uh, tiebreakers and who gets more points than somebody else. So keep that in mind. Uh, so we got the link. You can find it on 1069thefan.com to uh, go in there and and make your make your selections uh, and uh, get it in before t- get it in tonight. Don't wait till tomorrow. Make sure you get in. And if you have the most points uh, after tonight's game or not tonight's games, uh, Friday night's games, uh, you're an automatic qualifier for our grand prize at the 65 inch 4K TV. From Lens Audio Video. So you could win $100 from Who Hot for having the highest score and a chance to win that uh, sweet TV. So go check it out. We really want to appreciate uh, or, or give a big shout out to uh, Logo Shop for making this all possible for us to uh, pull this off. So um, anyway, the links are on 1069thefan.com. So the Utah Jazz, they've had their practices that have started this week, had their media day on Monday. They've been in the gym. They've been working. Dante Exum seems to be uh, rehabbing nicely. Jazz are taking their time with him, make sure he's fully healthy and uh, all over his body, make sure he's ready to go and doesn't push himself too hard. They still believe in him. Uh, of course, it's greatly debatable about whether that's a, uh, a quality use of time or not uh, of resources. But uh, the uh, – the Utah Jazz as a squad has a lot of high hopes, a lot of high expectations on them with this roster that they put together with experience coming back and new talent coming in. Now, ESPN put together what they say the, their NBA power rankings and their breakout star for each team, who they think the breakout player could be for that team for the upcoming year. Now, they have the Jazz as the seventh best team in the NBA coming into the season. Jazz are behind the Clippers the Bucks, the 76ers, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Nuggets. So those are the teams ahead of the Jazz. The top 10 rounded out by the Golden State Warriors at number 8, Boston, and Portland Trailblazers at number 10. And uh, the breakout player that they're identifying is Royce O'Neal. He could be the breakout candidate. And I totally uh, would agree with that. I think that he's going to have an expanded role this year. I like his progress and how he's improving. He likes to play defense. He's a versatile player. You can play him at multiple positions. And I think he could be a really big a part of the Utah Jazz success this year. 
Uh, Jazz play Saturday night, 7 o'clock in Salt Lake City. They play the 36ers. This is a team from Australia. Again, that's 7 o'clock at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Then they have a game at the Bucks next week and the Pelicans after that. So it's a busy uh, preseason for the Jazz. We'll see what happens and how well they do. Uh, tomorrow, we'll break it down with the high school and college games to get you know for the weekend.